Welcome to Into the Mirror, your top podcast for healings, transformations, and badass awakenings. My name is Alexander, and I'll be solo hosting today, just as Brody has been doing a lot of dissertation work. I'm finishing up stuff for that, and it makes things busy. On this planet, things are happening. Energy is moving, and I don't know if anyone else notices this, but there is a different energy on Earth than it was 10 years ago. The whole way we interact is different. So today on this, you know, not really in the season order episode, but I'm going to just talk about kindness and and kindness to yourself and learning the power of letting go of judgments. So I guess we'll start with this. I'll take you back to a time in my life. Um, now, just close your eyes if you're not driving because you got to go back to, I was 20, it was, I was like 25 years old. I was living in London. Um, I was on the run. I was on the run from the police in the United States. I had um, lots of warrants. And back then, the, it was harder to actually communicate, to like send money with the states. It was just a lot less connected planet. But so I was in London. I had felony warrants, fugitive of justice warrants in the United States. So my plan was to never, ever, ever go back to run from it. I don't need to. They won't come get me. I, I believe me, the legal system is much. It, it's a, it is a garbage system. And no matter what people say, well, they earned it. It's no, it's our system. It's all of us. We earn it together in the community. You know, no one's separate. Like there's a garbage of these separate societies. It's just, it's impossible. Have you ever asked a scientist how hard it is to actually make a vacuum? So anyway, <laughs> I I was in London, yeah, and I was I had warrants. I was my dad had just died, um, maybe a couple years prior, but I had already you know clearly been in trouble and to jail a few times. I had been through multiple detoxes. I was beat up. I was beat up, you know, and. I remember my mom didn't know what to do. They didn't know what to do to help me. They just tried to support me the best way they could. And um, she reached out to a, a friend, you know, I think it was in our church, whatever. But the, the point is, this isn't about a church thing. It was, a, it was just a stranger thing. This man who lived in London but was connected to family found me. He literally found me. This man, it was like a, it was a gift. I can't explain it. My dad had just died and this, this older guy, you know, showed up, you know, and he was, I think it was, he was Mormon. And so he's my family's religion, which I had left the church and this guy, and I had all these judgments and I will never go back to that church, but you know, I'm grateful for the good things I learned through that church when I was a kid. But Anyway, the point is, is that I had a lot of resentments, bias, judgments, old things against the church and against people. And I felt with all those judgments, I felt unworthy because you can't judge another without judging yourself first. It is impossible. Like when you guys finally, like when I finally figured out I could not do harm to you in any way, even emotionally, thought wave, doesn't matter without hurting myself first. Cause I've learned this like as an impact, like we have to take against ourselves to know how hard and hurtful it will be on someone else. So empathy, you know, I've learned that I cannot, I can't judge without being judged and I can't hurt someone without first hurting myself. It's not possible. Um, so 
with those judgments and those bias and stuff and that unworthiness, I was going to just stay addicted to drugs and probably die over there. I was on the route. I was already getting into more and more less hygienic um, situations. You know, I started, you know, using drugs there. And I, it's when you're in another country, you just don't know. Even though it was an English-speaking country, they just don't operate the same way. And when you learn this, like, the, this is what made me so talented now with intuition and my empath ability. But it took lots of what I call them context scenarios where I've learned to match what's going on in my world mentally with what my heart is saying. And I start understanding things. And this was one of those times. And this man, I don't even remember his name. Um, you remember I was cold, like warrants, everything. And I don't know what he knew about my legal trouble, but you know, he didn't care. He walked with me and he talked with me and he supported me. And I, um, he didn't try. And then I was afraid because my thing was I needed to go back to the United States. I had to get brave somehow. I had to get courage and the universe. Like I wanted to be better. There was a glimmer of spark in me that stayed there. It never went anywhere. And this man was one of the, this act of kindness from the stranger was life-saving. He was minimal in terms of what he actually had to do, but it was amazing in the effect of what he did and how it, how it helped me because this man, you know, of that church, he was a different type of Mormon. He was a not, and I liked it. I was like, I like this attitude, you know, like, cause I thought of Mormons as these old, you know, guys with beards that tried to marry, never mind, you know what I mean, um, the old puritanical style. And this guy was just love and kindness. He was probably the representation of what anyone would aspire to be in a religion. But he was kind and he didn't judge. I mean, he took, took me in and let me stay at his house. And I remember made a bunch of crepes and pancakes, which was awesome. I, um, but I was still too scared to go home. And I remember it was like, I left there for a few weeks or for another couple of weeks and kept using drugs. And, you know, I met, I'm really good at meeting people. So I was already like entwined into the fabric of London <laughs> drug use and rebellious society. But I didn't want to live that way anymore. And I, I, you know, I just didn't know how not to, you know, I was addicted. And, um, but this man, I remember the day, I finally was going to leave. I got the courage and I told him, I was like, I remember shuddering at the thought. I think I just need to go home because it was like I was going to get arrested and I knew it. Like, it's just part of how they were. It worked. So I, he helped. I talked to him. He didn't even know that. But I, I remember it was like, it was one of the big steps in my addiction healing was, and it did, it was not when I, I did not stay continuously sober from this point. I didn't even have close to what I consider sober concepts of mind in heart or mind at that point. All I had was a tiny possibility, you know, and, but I had to get brave, right? I, I, I had to get brave, but, but I, um, but I am brave. So I knew it. Oh my God, this, I can feel the emotions rise up, you know, like to do it. I remember because what it was, was I was going to get on the plane and be arrested on the other side. So it was like this freedom. They're not tracking me to, I have to man up. And I don't mean, man, I have to being up 
woman up, whatever. I don't care, but I had to get brave and I had to find that fire. I had to see that, yeah, maybe this isn't going to be great. Maybe I'm going to go to prison. But if I'm ever going to be authentic me, I have to be authentic me, right? It was like, you can't ever find the true heart when you're living on pseudo identities, fake names, all the pretend, all the garbage, Ugh, yuck. But you know what? I'm, I'm here, right? So I remember I got on that plane and funny stories that I got first class. <laughs> I am, um, I, my, because of, um, some flying privileges in my family. I got first class and I, the pilots get this like list of possibility, like they, cause they do what's a, a passport check on everyone coming into the United States. So anyone with a warrant, it'll pop. So they'll pretend that they're doing some like random check, but they're not, they already know you and they even tell the cop, like they even tell like the pilot and stuff, you know, because it could run or something like that, which it's funny. Like I, I got on there and it seemed like they knew cause they were being so nice to me and gave me all this food and drinks and I drank as much as I could. And, and, you know, I knew it was coming and it's a weird experience. It was kind of like my own execution day. Like I had six hours of flight time to regret my decision to get on that plane. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. I, oh. Like, look, I, but I handled it. I didn't do that. I've... Man, the strength it took to get through that, though, when I did start. I was um, got arrested off the plane in Chicago. I got um, put through um, Cook County Jail, which is a very rough, very rough jail. I mean, I've been to a lot of jails for, like, one-night stays because of idiocracy. And, um, but that one's probably – that is probably out of the top – three out of, I think, oh, I don't even want to say, but like top two scariest, and that includes prison. That's probably one was one of them, especially because I was way younger than I wasn't as, I didn't have the, I mean, I thought I, I was very mentally smart, egoically smart. I could read any book. I could be part of any, I understand the system and why they did things and chemistry and all those things. And I thought I was so smart, but I was being so limited because what I was capable of didn't, isn't even, even that level, like where I was living, isn't even like where I live now in the joy and the peace and the love I have, you know, Oh my gosh, damn, <laughs> you know, like, so anyway, I was in Cook County and you know, I got extradited um, from Colorado and they put me back and I started facing the music, right? I started through the process. And it's sad because anyone that knows addiction is your first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, twentieth go around. You might not make it into that black and white puritanical garbage thinking of I'm perfectly sober. And then I go in and they're like, well, where do you draw that line of mind, like, uh, you know, all mind altering substances where it's like nicotine or caffeine or alcohol, or marijuana, or hydrocodone prescribed to you from your doctor because he says it's okay. You know, all those co-signing bullshit stuff, by the way. Um, so it was challenging, but that step and that man, I mean, I remember him. He like, I mean, I'm going to say it. That man was kind enough that he made me admire Mormons for a while again, at least that part, or, or remove my bias, my judgment that said like, 
that like these just because people are part of things you know or things doesn't mean they're all bad and things are not black and white i if i look at the world that way i'm looking at it through the very lens that i'm hating so like what i mean is like i'm being black or white i'm saying this church is good or bad right i'm doing the same thing i don't like in them that i'm a good man or bad man based on where i'm at in some some initiatory or order in their spiritual practice but i'm not, that's not the point you know i go off on tangents but the point about this story is the badass kindness of the man and i don't know his name and but the the nice things people did for me when i was in some scummy situations barely hanging on though like i say it like i was this tra i was not a like a trashy man or anything i was just hurt and that, it's funny that hurt did not leave until just a few years ago. And I continued to hurt people and see the world. Just I, it's taken a lot of filter removals to get to this non-judgment kindness thing. Because the power of kindness, my goal now is now I encourage anyone, right? When I'm around them, I want to add to their situation. So that can be by being direct or blunt and saying, dude, that's dishonest. That's your, even sometimes that can be saying, dude, that's cowardice. People that can't handle it. Like I, you know, sensitivity and stuff. We're learning to be more sensitive to people when they are going through that trauma and pain. Cause most of the people I meet have been through lots of hurt and, or lots of like hurt and punishment from like the world that they didn't know that is like a shame based system. And so kindness is a is a, first of all it's love it's like showing value it's gratitude like i've never had a problem with this the acts of service and goodness like it's built into me because in my worst situations i was still kind and those are the moments where i know the energy of the universe switched and said now that is my son of god you know like when i was brave and courageous when I said things, I remember when I gave the shirt off my back in Sacramento County Jail, um, I gave this man, he was bonding out, I was going in, I gave him my nice shirt because he didn't have it, but I was going to prison. Like I say this in gratitude that my heart and my being is that focused on love that I can do that to be in so much fear. I was terrified, I was, but I still was worried about the man's shirt. and. It's like those courageous moments when people were courageous, when they did maybe something different. When you stand up and say the brave thing, the right thing, the honest thing, and you're kind to people. Like, I can't understand these systems, these worlds where, like, they're all punishment-based. I This world, like, even Google and these subscription-based societies, they are deceptive uh, practices. Like, they all rely on your forgetfulness to make money. I'm not all of them, but a lot of products out there do that. And that, that starts with deception. That is deception. And if people cannot understand why that's a lie and why that's not direct and honest, then we really do have a problem. Like if you think because I accidentally signed something, like you're justified morally to hurt me, you know, is that okay? Because the government says your exacted vengeance is okay. Like see, all of these weighted systems, and it includes government, it's legal system, med um, medical for sure now, like all these systems, they're all controlled by this fake legal right, this made up 
garbage of punishment, hurt, imprisonment, and shame, and poison. And total poison. Because even when I said I have to be very careful when I'm discerning judgments. Because it is true. Things work that way. Morality says that I have to, though, forgive those men, those politicians, for the trauma their family abused upon them and those before them. If you want to blame the first person, you have to go back to... You can't find it, by the way. Like, the first person. Everything is connected. So you can't... These... Once again, the system's about that you're separate... I'm here. I do these things. It only affects these things. And if you go get affected by me, it's because you're an idiot, right? Like, I get it. I can call people things idiots all the time. I have a fiery spirit. But we have to center ourselves, right? And be kind and stand up. This means in workplaces. This means at school. This means that your heart, your mind, and your everything, thoughts, words, actions, in alignment, I promise you, the more you stand up for it, the more you like walk through it too. Like I did, I walk on the plane. <laughs> I, I just think, oh my gosh, they held me in this cell for like three days because I was detoxing so bad, they couldn't send me to court to get me extradited. So I remember like swearing and I was like, all right, God, please give me the strength to, because they wanted, it was, it was like a legal bind. I think um, some reason they had a legal ability to do that to me for a long time until, but I, you know, grace always found me in those very tough situations, right? And I don't mean religion, but I do mean the whole spirit of the universe, of the divine, the divine feminine. I like to, this beautiful love found me in all those places, protected me, kept me knowing, you know, right, right, left, left, loving when the people were deceptive. Because like I said, like those, I'm just glad that the universe was kind to me, but I noticed that as I became kind, people were kind to me. I always was kind. So it's like, I guess I'm trying to share all this in a way that says like, when we can do the brave thing, right? When we can do what our heart says is right. And sometimes it's hard to notice because fear filters things so weird. So, so I always take space. I learned to just close my eyes, and I mean, maybe that's because they were always extraditing me and always carrying me around places. (laughs) Always trying to find out what my real identity was, because I had so many fake, good, legitimate IDs, by the way. They were the best. But that's not the point. Like, the point is, is that I got brave, and I learned to find out who I really am. And once I found out who I really am, all this identity and stuff, like, all that shit got worked out. Um, Like, my name is Alexander. You know, it's like, like, my name is Rod, whatever he said. His name is Rod. <laughs> my name is Alexander. I used to wonder, Alex or Alex? I am Alexander. Full name. Full vibration. And I'm so um, grateful for those, those, all that, that. When people are kind, you know, fierce kindness, fierce tenderness. When they do the brave thing and they stand up to their religion, to their family, to whatever is unworthy of them, which is anything that leads in shame and fear and pain. And like our words have so much power. That's what I'll say too is your words are like magic. Like when you pay attention, they really are. Now, how it works in your world, whatever. But once you understand that you're transmitting on so many different levels, like magnetically, with voice, with, you know, eye contact, it's, really fun to watch the whole world melt around you into whatever you need.
literally people show up, they help you, you're everything you need. Like I made a lot of awful hurt, deceptive choices for years and years and years because I was hurt by what? A lot of hurt, awful, deceptive choices from others. And like my dad dying at his age was not helpful. It, it let me like, whoa, I don't know. It's just like some things I had to learn and it took time. And so that's where I'm going to end it with kindness with yourself, right? So with that, we started with that thing, but look how far, like I say, it, I've come. No more, no more felony crap, no more warrants like that, no more. No more connected to the system. The only connection I have is the ones where I help people and friends and help others in the same situations I got into, like help them out, help them see that there is love, that strangers are just as much family as friends are, are strangers, strangers and friends are just as much family as family and families, just as much family as family, even if they're not in your religion, like all this garbage judgments, we must dispel them like no more division, no more. It's time to like this fire in my heart has burnt all the division in me. So sometimes I get really pissed at bad things and I misdirect that energy, but it's getting better. So anyway, this podcast, we're going to do a new episode, I think tomorrow. And anyway, this one was just a special one on kindness. So thank you guys for listening. Um, really help helpful when you like and share. It's so cool. And Brody send him good energy for his dissertation stuff. Like, you know, anyway, thanks guys.